Hi, Unpackers. I want to thank you to come coming back to another episode. And remember, whatever you hear, Tay and I are simply providing a perspective. Neither of us are professionals. Um, we expect we expect for you to you know, reach out to uh, certified professionals if you need the help. And this is simply our perspective. If you hear an interaction. Uh, that reminds you of yourself, then just know it comes from grace. And if you would like to come on and unpack it with us, you have an open invitation. You can find our pages on unpacking.your.ish on most social media. And if you'd like to support our work, you can do that through paypal.me slash unpacking.your.ish. Again, thanks. Yeah, thank you for listening and let's unpack. Hi, Unpackers. This is Tay. And this is Reese. Thank y'all so much for joining us today. Laughing at me in my home home. <laughs> Anyways. So. so we have a little bit of a different format today. Why don't you yes. tell our audience? So this is our final episode, our season finale. Uh, and we are doing a brunch. So we have friends here and they are going to be answering the question with us. So we're excited about that. Thank you. Round of applause. Very appreciate you all. Uh, so our question for this episode, because it's airing right around Valentine's Day, I believe. Yes. Is do you believe in the one? Right. You know, because this is something that Hey, yeah. I disagree with. I think one of the episodes, the relationship episode, we mm-hmm. talked about that idea of the one. Yeah. And that, you know, someday my friends will come, all of that. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. And he's against it. So <laughs> we decided to let's open it up to a bigger format mm-hmm. and see what uh, some other people think. Yeah. We have a variety of uh, people, married, single, relationships, all different parts of life. Yeah. So, you know, we thought that would be a good chance to see what people other than Reese and Kevin. Okay, so first let's let's define the one. So what are you saying? Uh, you know, the one is like what is your perception? Okay, so I was just saying it's my perception of the one has changed a little bit. Um, because when we were talking then, I was saying there is someone for everyone. That was my thought. My thought was, you are you know like I'm 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 Tay I'm Shantae, and out there somewhere is the person I'm supposed to be with. All right. So that was my perception, mm-hmm. um, but it's changed a little. Okay. Um, I think we might talk about this before. So I believe now that there are several parts that make Shantae, and I feel like there are several people that fit those parts. So I think that the one now for me extends outside of just that one person that's supposed to share this romantic relationship with me. It can be my dog. It can be my best friend. You know, it can be people that meet that part that my soul is lacking. Okay. That's I, what I feel. I appreciate that. And I would say I can I can more align with that idea. Mm-hmm. For me, and especially with the romantic part, yeah. uh, I am a believer of, you know, the work. Basically, you show up for someone and there are things that I know I need and there are things that I look for in a partner, but I could potentially be with any person. It is more the idea, do I have the emotional resources to invest in this? Kind of like a fixer-upper. 
I could own any home, but it may take a million dollars to make this home livable. I ain't got the, the emotional resources for that. Now, some people may have the, the emotional resources to invest in that, but for me, I don't. So that's where I am. Uh, so let's go ahead and poll our guests. You know, uh, just raise your hand, try not to say anything. But do you believe in the idea of the one? You know, maybe there's like one person out there that's been created for you or whatever. Or do you believe more so, you know, where I am that, you know, hey, any relationship can actually work. Uh, it just takes effort and time, et cetera. So um, give you a moment to kind of think it over. And then you can raise your hands and we will tell them. Um, everyone where we land as a group okay so how about uh, 30 seconds is that good enough to well, does it, that's right. too long <laughs> does it count that's that's here okay. does it count? <laughs> yeah we run in this girl let, okay does it count if you don't want to put forth effort to oh. make something work so then would i disagree with you if i don't want to put forth effort no, but I think again that it's either or. Either you believe that, that there's the one person, or you believe okay. that there's not. Okay, that's that's fair. Okay, so if you're ready, raise your hand. If you believe in the one, believe in the one, raise your hand. Okay, we got we got half. Oh, yeah, over here. We got three people that believe in the one. If you okay, if you believe in basically work and you know. That anyone can be the one, raise your hand. That's fine. <laughs> We've got houses. One, two, three. Okay, I've got some people are just. I'm in the middle. You're in the middle. Abstaining. We have an abstention. So it's. Okay, well, so. What do you believe if you don't? I, I can explain. Okay. Well, we can definitely get there. I, th I It's interesting that we kind of got the, you know, yeah, uh, a split. A split. I, I, I think also with saying that even when you do find the one or you, you believe in the one, that does not mean that you cannot put work into that. That part. That's a good point. I love that. That's a good point. That is good. Okay, so uh, since you have offered that opinion, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your story? Um, I'm Keitha. Okay. Um, my age is not important. No one asked about She looks fabulous. Okay. But I have I have been with my husband for. I have been married to him for 13 years, coming up on February the 1st. Um, we have been together going on 25 years this year in October. Um, as far as him being the one, um, I can just kind of like sum up as far as like how we met. Our best friends were dating at the time when we were in high school and they felt that we needed to get together. And so when I met him, he asked me out on a date. We went out on a double date with our best friends. And crazy thing about it is that when he asked me for a good night kiss and I gave him a good night kiss, something just came over my spirit and was like, that's the person I'm going to marry. And that is the person that I've been with this entire time. I've, I've never been with no other person other than him. That's the only person that my soul knows. And with the connection that I have with him, I feel like because I'm a very spiritual person, I feel like our spirits had some type of connection in the past, as far as in another life, to where that our business was not finished. And somehow or another, we found each other early in life. And that's where we remain. We have, we have difficulties just like anybody else. We have struggles just like anybody else. 
but it's the fact that even though we feel that or I feel that he is the one and he feels like I'm the one, we don't we don't look at each other as in, oh, well, I still don't have to put work into you. I still don't have to make sure that I'm fulfilling to you and not say that you have to be my happiness or I have to be your happiness, but we still have to put in we still have to put in work to make this relationship and this foundation continue to work to where that if anything happens to us at this point in our lives, who's to say that in our next lives, we still won't come back together in some sort of way. So that that is my belief and in, in, in how I, I've always seen our relationship. Even when we we went through times to where that we didn't know if we were going to make it as far as in our marriage or as far as just earlier on in our relationship, God never told me to move. And I've always had those conversations with God to where that I would ask him, okay, God, I do understand that we're going through things, but do I need to move? And God always told me to be still. And even through me being still, we went through our trials and tribulations, but at the end of the day, we still made it through to where there was, we're, we're more stronger together than we've ever been. And I, yeah, I appreciate that. I think mean, that definitely is beautiful. I'm not going to say I don't not believe in that. But that's beautiful. <laughs> anyway, again, that is, that's your story. I'm not going to, you know, disagree. And you were one of the persons that you raise your hand, you believe in the one. So why do you believe, you know, for broader, you know, people? Because what I would say is kind of what you said. It's like it took work. Like, yes, as a as a teenager, did I believe I found the one with, with my first girlfriend? Yes. <laughs> but life happened and yeah. I'm in a completely different, you know, setting. So it took the work for mm -hmm. you all to remain together. And so uh what makes you believe that for other people, like there's that one person that might be out there for you. I just, I mean, I, I can only resort back to what I said earlier. You have to, you have to want to put into that work. But also, regarding to what Shantae said earlier, that that may be someone out there for each part of you, but at the same time, that part that is more important to you, because in, in any relationship, you're not going to get everything. There's that 80 20 rule, and it really does apply, and it really is true. You're not going to get 100% out of someone that you feel that you deserve or what you need. You're going to be lacking 20%, and that 20% may look good somewhere else, but at the same time, once you get that 20% that you've been lacking and you realize that you don't have that 80%, that 80% is a whole lot more important than that 20% because that 20% is going to get aggravating. It's going to get it's going to be get frustrating. It's going to be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Oh, you're fine. <laughs> yes. That's harder than what we would say. But yes, you can. It, it's going to be like, what What was I thinking? Like, so you trying to tell me that I left 80% for this? Like, this is this is BS. Like, this is not even worth me leaving what I had previously. To where that when you get back to that 80%, you're going to want to put in that work to keep that 80%. And that's with any relationship that you're with. So you can you can find different people in your life to where that you're like, I, I wonder what if, what if, what if, what if I'd have put it, but you weren't there mentally for you to understand that that's what you want. So once you get with someone and it can be multiple people, but once you get with someone in particular to where that you want to put in that fight, you want to put in that work, that's going to make you realize that all that other stuff that you're thinking about is not even worth it. It's just it's just you being in your in your singleness being selfish and thinking and not so much as being selfish but just thinking that you want any and everything 
But once you get with someone who is giving you 80% of what you need, those other aspects of what you think you may want, it's not as important. I hear that. I wonder if those of us that were on the opposite side, like how, how are you responding to what Keith has shared in her story or people that have seen? I wanna I wanna respond to what I heard Keitha say. Cause uh one thing I'm I, I try to do is really listen to what people say. What I heard her say was that the foundation that she has with her spouse is based on principles of understanding God or spirit mm -hmm. and putting in the work to make that foundation strong. That's what I heard. That's awesome. Um, I think this is more of a unicorn uh, situation that Keitha has, <laughs> honestly, because you don't find that a lot. The other thing I heard Keitha say was, Keitha has only had this only one man. That's another important part of that. Um, because that's the essence of really the question that you're asking. A lot of people do not have that situation. I myself, I'm Tia, similar to Keitha, and we are Piscean sisters, let me just say that. So <laughs> I have some of that same shit in me, although I have some other shit in me. <laughs> I too have been with uh, my, my spouse along 25 years, only married for about eight or nine such years. I have not only been with this one man. I do, though, know that this is my life partner. I've made the conscious choice to put in the work to make this my life partner, as he has done me. Now, in my world of that one situation, it's a one situation as a life partner, but it's not a one situation of my desires and, and, and certain outputs. Cause I'm unlike Keitha, that one, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not a woman of one. I'm a woman of, I need more than one. <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm not saying there is, but I do understand. Uh, I think people sometimes romanticize the whole one situation where it's 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 not a fantasy or it's it's not a game. It's just an application of really choosing someone and I guess I'm with Maurice putting in the work. <laughs> I, I don't believe in the fantasy of it. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, it's, it's definitely a choice in putting in the work. So 
That's my sentiments. I don't know. Uh, and I'm not a big believer, you know, because I, I want to believe I have a million dollars in my bank account. But the story of it is, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that, uh, Tia, and I, I saw. Um, so, because, again, when you use romanticize, I feel like for many of us, and then you were bringing polyamory or just open relationships. No. You may not define it, but just that you might need more than one. That your partner might need to. You might need to be able to explore outside of the one person you've chosen as your life partner for different parts of yourself. I think often, I think it's really important for black people and queer people, people that have been given. You know a societal structure here in america that is white and hetero and cisgendered of saying okay you should have one partner um but does that really work for us you know especially for queer people that talk about like morality it's like that wasn't designed for us to begin with you know like i am considered immoral because i'm gay so why am i going to try to put myself into this hey i need a monogamous relationship etc type of um, paradigm shift so i think that that's important i appreciate that you brought that into the conversation um oh it's not important for that reason because um i think that i don't think you're considered immoral if you're a homosexual i think it's just the the conception that it's it's kind of contrary to nature and in my opinion i think it's that way well what i think you're saying is you 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 might be considered immoral because it's more of a you have more experience with dating or having multiple partners and stuff i think that is more the male side of homosexuality i think well, women homosexuals can be more monogamous, but that comes down to me for a more natural thing. Well, because in nature, that's not the nature of a male any to be monogamous. So that's not wrong yeah. at all. Well, I wasn't thinking, for me, it's just that being queer, stop whether you're male or female, whether you're in a monogamous relationship or, you know, decided for something different is just wrong from a heteronormative Christian perspective that we've been given. So it's important to question what society tells you and decide for yourself, especially when people are outside of those norms. But that's for all males, though. All males fall into that category because by nature, males are not monogamous. That's not a that's not a male thing, period. I wouldn't necessarily uh, agree with that. I, To me, the question that I have is, are because remember, we are products of our societies and our cultures. What culture provides, and I and I believe first and foremost, you know, I'm a I'm a history major, so I think about history. So Western culture right now is very Christian dominated. It's not been that way. So if you look at Romans or Greeks and other societies, it was a little more open. That's just the reality. Do I believe? that society that has grown um, 
all societies or many societies have been from a male perspective that have allowed for a lot of promiscuity? I would say yes. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that it's natural. It just means that it's, it's accepted. So I think that there's a difference between saying, okay, this is how we have seen male sexuality play out. And that is an innate need. Because for me, male sexuality right now is kind of dishonest. Uh, because, for example, when you talk about like no strings attached sex, etc., sex for me, and I know we're kind of going tangent, but I'm answering a question based on homosexuality. Uh, sex for me is automatically intimate because if you needed an orgasm, you can do that by yourself. You do not need another person. But if you go seek out another partner, you're seeking intimacy. For men, we have been taught this illusion that we can separate that physical act from an emotional space because we are taught to detach from emotion, to be an emotional, be, be strong, to be, you know, the protector, all of these things that society puts on us that are not really good for us as human beings. And that to me is one of the reasons why we see a lot of dysfunction. If you look across cultures, race, religion, who is committing most violence in all these societies? Men. That's because they're culturized to be that way. We do not teach women to, you know, not care about each other, but we teach men not to care about each other. So that's just my thought on that particular piece of like conversation. I don't, I don't but, know what piece, I don't know what piece that was, but um what I'm saying is, and this is just me. I adhere to nature and you're talking about history. You can't, you can't forsake any other history without putting in the component of nature because this is where it started, right? Okay, so in nature, we do have all these things you're, you're talking about with the evolution of human, what we've brought into everything, but when you, break it down to the foundation of, of what is. The male is the protector, the provider, the strong, and the promiscuous in a human sense. In a natural sense, it's just that that's how you have to protect and, and, and live the land. That's it. You take a lion, he has a pride. One lion rules a pride. That's just how it has to be. That's just who the male is. The, the further we get away from nature, I think the more complex things are gonna be and the more strange and, and corrupt and misunderstanding things are gonna be. That's, that's, that's just what I think personally. But I get where you're coming from through evolution. Yeah, but I, I adhere to nature. Yeah, but I think that that again, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Uh, the only point that I will make from uh, a queer perspective, again, live perspective. If you say nature, like people have said that, what I am unnatural, contrary because, to nature. Yes, yes. That's, and so that is the point that I'm trying to make. Okay, so um, had another uh, 
hand here based on, you know, believing, or what did you want to add? You want to so I wanted to, I'm lace. Lace, okay. <laughs> Project this. I want to piggyback off Kia and the choice, because that's my yeah. point of view, is as far as is there a one person for everybody, I feel like it is a choice that you, a conscious decision, decision that you make, which ties into love. Love is a choice every day. You choose to love this person because you choose, you choose to do this and, do, and make these actions and this effort. You make that choice based off of your decision, a conscious decision. So when it comes to the one, I feel like there's so many people in the world, you could go anywhere in the world and technically you could find your one person anywhere in the world, but you, that's a conscious decision and choice that you make every single day. This is my person. I choose to love this person. So I choose to do this, that, and the third in order to make this relationship work. Go ahead, because you were on the, so you were work, Lace, uh, and now did you want to introduce yourself? Sure, I am Giselle. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna piggyback off of what she said. It, it, um, and what was your original position? My original position was a, a kind of in between. Okay. Um, as Keitha was talking, it's like you have that person, but then on the other side, you have to put in that word. So what um, Lace was just saying kind of um, triggered me as far as my husband. Uh, I am relatively newly married. <laughs> um, and, well, we're about to make three years. Um, when I first met my husband, the state that I was in, I was not really looking for the one. I feel like I had had um, emotional connections with people before. But like she said, it's about making a choice. And my husband um, said to me recently, probably within the past year, he said, what was it that didn't work with everyone else? And I said, it's not a matter of it didn't work. In the moment when I was connecting with that person, it was beautiful, lovely. Um, I've had experiences where I, I said, this is what love feels like. And I said, at the end of the day, you're the one who chose me. When I first met him, I was when I first met him, it was uh, just an exciting weekend to me. I was we happened to meet. I wasn't even I happened to be in the same city he was, and we connected in our conversation and we talked. And as we were leaving each other, I was like, all right, well, I'm going back. I'm going back where I live, and that's it. I'll see you later. Good luck in life. <laughs> and he can say, he can say to me, "Give me a hug." Like I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I'm like, "You don't gotta, do, you don't have to do all of that." And um, fast forward to he talked to me that tomorrow and the next tomorrow, and the next tomorrow. And what pulled me into him is that he chose me. He put in the work to make me feel like I was appreciated. Did I see him as my one when I first met him? No, but at the end of the day, like we said, love is a, is a choice. And every day we make that decision, decision to choose each other 
And when the days get hard in marriage, in relationships, in whatever, you have to look at each other and say, and, and I say to him, I say, you chose me and you chose this life. I chose you and I chose this life. We have to live that. We have to keep choosing each other. And so that's that's my that's why I was kind of in between the is there a one? Um, Shantae and I were talking before, and there are um, there are there are friends who I find fit to that piece of my soul. Um, there are other people like who fit to a certain part of my soul. My certain people in my family who know how to soothe a certain piece of me. Um, so that's why I was like, oh, I don't know if, if there's a yeah. Well, I think has evolved, <laughs> but I, I have. Like, I have. And, and, well, and I appreciate that because I think that there is a, a Hindu thought about the the one, and it says basically our souls are put into like our sand, and so they're mixed together, and so we are actually just pulled from this pool of sand and so you're actually mixes of a lots of souls and so in that way it might be that you resonate with someone who has like only 10 percent or one percent of your spirit connection so i i like that i appreciate and what i like about your story giselle is you're saying that you kind of grew into the one yeah. and so it leaves a, an option of you know hey maybe you don't see this person uh, initially as the one but over time that could be a rebel the per the one is the person that chooses you you know mm -hmm. so um actually we're gonna get closer we have uh two minutes might have to go over to part two i see a hand uh so yeah uh, you had two people okay so then let's let's move on we're gonna stop here and then we'll come we'll continue out on the break okay Okay, so we're continuing our, our conversation here. And so we're gonna start uh, with, we were talking about, Giselle had just shared her story, uh, growing into the one. And so now we have some feedback. If you'd like to introduce yourself. My name is Jeff and I used to believe in the one for probably up until the last year and a half or so. Um, I have, really grown as an individual with myself over the past couple of years. And I've grown to realize that over the past few years, what I've experienced is a lot of people pretending to find the one and trying to go through the motions and seeing if it works out in the long run, which it inevitably doesn't because you get out of that honeymoon phase and you start to butt heads on that 20% that was mentioned earlier. And so, what I've also noticed, I try and learn from experiences that others have around me. And people that I find wise, I want to learn from their mistakes and their successes for my own life. And what I have seen in certain individuals is they have gone through some dramatic life experiences, or maybe they've lost a partner. Maybe that partner um, you know, is no longer here, and that was who they imagined being the one, and they had been together for 25-plus years. And down the line, they find someone that is really the one for that time afterwards that. After that person has passed, 
and they, they're 50 years old or something, and they still have a good amount of life to live, and they need someone. They need someone during that period, and they find that certain someone. And I think that we have ones for different periods of life. The person that I needed five years ago is not the same that I need now. And I think that recognizing that is a big step in happiness. Because if you're inevitably, and for me, my own happiness, uh, if I'm inevitably just searching for one person in this world, well, that's kind of depressing. There's billions of people here. What if they don't live in the U.S. and I never travel? There are, certain, <laughs> there, are, there are so many factors here, right? And so for me, I think we have layers to our personality that adapt well to a certain type of individual, and you make that conscious effort based off of what you need and what you value of that 80%, you pick what in between that 80% you really want to be good, worthwhile. Uh, that could be honesty. That could be integrity. It could just be simply someone that really loves other people and because of that love it gets projected into their other parts of their personality and so i think that there's certain things that we love about people and we want in a partner but i think that the true needs outside of those intrinsic needs you know that come up when life circumstances change you know you know whatever it may be i think that changes as we age and mature and so I don't believe in a one. I believe there is someone that maybe potentially you could go the full distance with, but I don't think that's universal for all people. So I don't necessarily believe in a yeah. one. Well, and I, I agree. I appreciate what you're saying is it right? And it kind of goes to what Shantae said. I agree. Uh, that, well, for me, I think the, the uniform nature is finding someone that is willing to grow with you through mm -hmm. all of those things. Because I, the saying that stuck with me and something I do believe is basically to find a partner or to commit to someone is like to bury that person like a thousand times over your lifetime because your partner is going to change. You are going to change. So you have to be willing to let the person that you knew initially die because <laughs> they're not going to be the same person in five years and 10 years. They're going to have different needs. And, you know, from my perspective, it's like that doing the work piece of it. Yeah, it's like, are you like, are you willing to grow and allow yourself and your partner to be different? Where there needs to be different. And I, I, I see you, Keith. Tiffany, do you want to add? Because you, sorry. Oh no, y'all okay. good. Okay, because okay. I know you before, and I just use your name. Did you want me to introduce yourself? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm introducing her. Okay, I'm Tiffany, aka Tiff. For me, it's more of the. I never really believed in the one. I've heard the one so much, but I've also like looked and realized that's like you can have connections with a whole bunch of people, and several different people, different segments of your life, different times in your life, all these different things. And back to your eighty twenty rule. What I'm realizing now, kind of going into this phase of dating in my life, my needs are on the top of my want list of what I'm wanting in my potential partner because I got it at one point with one person, but definitely, actually, we're friends now. I'm talking about it in hindsight. We are definitely not ready to be in that kind of relationship to go into the distance. 
and to constantly choose one another because we had a lot of individual work that we needed to do on our own. And then recently coming out of a relationship and it was this person chose me, but what actions behind it were they supporting to say mm-hmm. that they actually chose mm-hmm. me as I'm choosing them and I can sit up here and mm-hmm. like I did this, 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 this. I'm showing you that I am choosing you every single moment, but what's really supporting me into my needs and really look at that 80. And I was just like, that was a, like that was a 20 for me. I said, yes, it had the other wants that I wanted, but when I take that 20% off and I'm looking at the 80 of what I want, it wasn't there. So I, it's to continuously choosing that person to be the one for me became more of a detriment because I could see that they're not choosing me. So honestly, it's taking that moment to really look at that and to see who is willing to grow with you, who's willing to do deal with the evolutions of who you become, all these things, and then meeting somebody that's willing to do that, but we're both in a place where we're like, we also have work to do, but we would like to see where this goes, but not being exclusive to it. So they can still go date, figure some things out. I can still go date, figure some things out, but taking that moment and not going right into it. Makes all the difference. Well, Keith, you uh, Rachel, um, what you well, first and foremost, Jeff, who hurt you, baby? So I could be. <laughs> 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 that was just my first. Yeah, because I, I, I felt that energy in the <laughs> Somebody did something to you to where I'm just ready to go beat their ass myself. <laughs> um, secondly, when I say put in the work, I also reference to don't lose yourself while you're putting in that work never lose yourself while you're putting in work because as we said we're going to change throughout certain parts of our life um throughout our life we're going to experience certain things as far as individually and together to where that we're going to evolve but never lose yourself when you're putting in the work I shouldn't have to dim my light for you to feel mm-hmm. bright. You should never dim yours for me to feel bright. We should be able to shine together and, and walk side by side. I shouldn't have to stand behind you. You shouldn't have to stand in front of me. We should be able to walk side by side and be able to feel that, that energy together. So if you're putting in the work with anybody, never put in so much work to where that you lose yourself. That's first and foremost. Never do that. I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, is, is anyone else wanting to to add on this? <laughs> 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 uh, I, can, I can jump in. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Um, my name is Gary. Uh, chronically single. But um. I think it's a good way because I've, I've been the person who's kind of been trying to work on myself before I get into a relationship with the one, I guess. So as being someone who has never been in a relationship yet, um, a part of me still believes in that, you know, there's that one. And I felt it before maybe with people, but, you know, it wasn't. But um, at the same time, now that I feel like I'm at a place where I do know myself much better, I'm ready to give it a shot, I guess, and put in the effort into someone else being the one. Um, But 
So that's why I, I kind of was one of the half ones where I still have that concept because I do believe it's a spiritual thing that you feel with mm -hmm. someone that mm -hmm. kind of is half of it. And then the other half is the making the effort. So I felt the spiritual part, but I wasn't at the place to make the effort. So, but now I'm at that place. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but just happen. Well, that, again, I think, uh... <laughs> Tia, what do you want to add before we wrap up here? I just want to say this, and um, I'm going to leave it at this, too. When we talk about relationships, you know, as a core group here, when we talk about relationships, we also have to acknowledge that there is no relationship that is the same people speak on relationships like it's it's a it's a one thing it's not it's never going to be your relationship with whoever you have relationships with is like a fingerprint okay you have to draw that blueprint so me really i don't like speaking on relationships like that because it's, it's not something that's, that's one thing. Yours is yours, mine is mine, his is hers, hers is his. And that's just how it is. Like these conversations go on and on and on just because of that reason. So Gary, you gonna find somebody and, and when you do, just just make it yours. You don't you don't really have a um how you say um a list to look on to. You just have to, to make it yours, whatever the case. We get so pretentious in this relationship stuff that it becomes confusing and and conflicting, but really it's just what you make it, you know? But I think a lot of people they look at other people's other relationships people's, yeah, to and where it they they can't, look at that as do a that. blueprint. They look at that as their idol. They place themselves. They, yeah, they, they place can't themselves do that. In, in their relationship, but but no one knows exactly what it took for them to get there. Right. And at the same time, how do you know what they are showing you is real? Right. And it's amplified with social media. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's like what I'm saying. that really just post highlights of their life, but. People think that that's their daily life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's, not, it's like, what do you go through? I'm always curious. What have you gone through outside of your, your of what you post? Yeah. Right. What are you? What's the underlying things? Because yeah, what I'm are you a, sharing? Right? What are you really sharing? Because mm -hmm. I, I have literally put people have put things. Personally, I don't put my relationship on it. Any social media like that? I don't have That's social media. Yeah, I'm not a social media person. Either. I don't have it. Yeah. I was like, I don't I put don't my relationship out there. I may one day, but then I'm also like, yeah. eh, I have to deal with that, like the battle of authenticity but anyway mm -hmm. but i i think that's but, what has destroyed a lot of people's relationship whether it be friendships whether it be work mm -hmm. relationships whether it be um intimate relationships whatever whatever type of relationship everybody feels the need to put everything on mm -hmm. social media and that's the mm -hmm. issue like everybody wants to display what they're dealing with what they're going through when they're going through the motions and everything and a lot of times 
uh, any any and everything that you're going through, it needs to be behind closed doors for you to figure it out that mm -hmm. way. And then if you want to display something, that's all well and fine, but never base your relationship on what you see somebody else doing, what you mm -hmm. see somebody else displaying for you, or what you see somebody putting out there, because it's not always factual. Right. Very you true. don't know how happy they are. Well, you don't have to know how happy somebody is when they're seeking such validation that exactly. they're never going to be happy anyway. That's how I see social media. What the fuck do I care? It's the but you want me to care or validate how you feel or whatever you're doing for what sense? Because they want to be justified. They they want to be liked. It's all about the likes. It's the same reason people feel that. things that they're looking at in real time so that they can share the fact that is more important the fact that they were there yeah, right than actually experiencing it. Yeah, and that's what people a lot of people will do with relationships especially early on in life mm -hmm. is they will value the status of being and having someone over the qualities that are actually there mm -hmm. well that's think, crazy because you know what i only have like 25 years with a motherfucker. I only got three pictures with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note, <laughs> we're going to wrap this portion uh, up and we're going to ask another question uh, after the break, okay? Here we have one other question we wanted to ask our um, group of friends here regarding the one, and it's do you believe you ever found the one? Now we know Keith over here, she <laughs> believes she's found the one, and See, other people, her life yeah, Giselle, you know, but have other people, regardless of whether you know you believe in work or not, have you found someone to meet those needs? So, do you want to start? I'll start. I don't know if this is Tay. We all should know I don't know if I've ever truly found my one, but I do have some what ifs in my life. I have, there are two men that I think if I had seen what was going on, but I was caught up on who I thought was my one, my ex husband, and I allowed. I didn't even allow myself to explore those situations. And so I do have a couple of what ifs in my life um, because the connection that I felt with these two different people um, was significant, but my heart was where it was. And so um, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I'll say what ifs. I found some what ifs. Okay. Yeah. Anyone else want to share? I feel like I've found, my name is Jeff, by the way, you guys don't remember it from earlier, but I, I found that I might have had the opportunity to meet someone that would classify as what the one I believe would be now, but I believe that I made the right decision at the time because that wasn't how I was thinking at the time, and so inevitably, I wasn't there yet myself. And who knows if that person was. This is all just hindsight bias. So I don't think I have. I don't believe I have. Maybe. Maybe been the opportunity to. But I don't believe I, I, I went far enough in that to say for sure. Okay. Anyone else want to share? 
I mean, for me, yes, I believe I have um, currently, but we will also see how this goes. I found the one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Please, what do you want to share? I have not found the one. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to comment, like, now I'm at a place in my life where I kind of think I know what that looks like as far right. as my needs and I'm prioritizing what they value, their mindset, and basically how they carry themselves and how they want their life to so making sure they know what they want. So based on those like characteristics and inside stuff is what I'm focused on. So, okay, now I have a question because this seems to me to be like, okay, if you, I don't know, if you're looking for the one, right? Is it a conscious choice that you're making to find this one? Like you just said, you have the list, you're looking for these certain things, you know what that looks like, or is it just destiny? Like, are you coming up on the one? Like, are you supposed to be looking, or is it just supposed to find you? Because I didn't have no list or look. I believe it's supposed to that's yeah. where my idea of the one is that it finds you. You don't search. You don't have to go out here and be in these clubs and be, right. uh, you know, not, not be dating apps. Y'all know I always say that, but it's not for me. Yeah. You don't have to be on that kind of stuff. I, I do believe that the universe will bring us together mm -hmm. when we're supposed to be together. And I love what you said, Lace, because that's the truest thing I've heard on you and Gary. You have to be where you need to be before you can even accept that person. Because like I said, I let two really good opportunities walk away because of where I was. So I think that's so, you have to be ready and then I think you bring it into tuition. Well, well I would say for me, I I take this question, and you might feel like it's cheat in some ways, okay. but the one that I have been finding and focusing on is on myself. Mm -hmm. Like I do believe that, I think it was actually something I saw, Golden Girls, episode or it was some no it was <laughs> sex in the city <laughs> and uh, samantha was breaking up with her yes. boyfriend she in the movie and she said the relationship i need to focus on is the one that i have with myself yeah. and so for me i would say there was someone that i saw myself spending the rest of my life with and i walked away from that relationship walking away from that relationship has allowed me to be in greater understanding of myself than I ever would have been had I stayed in that relationship. And so, you know, like that shaped my idea of this question because there was one time where like, you know, I would pray and be like, oh, my spouse and, and things of that nature. So I have shifted to basically, I am where I need to be. And as long as I continue to love myself, you know, uh, I want to find someone, like Eartha Kitt said, I want to find someone who loves me as much as I love me. Mm -hmm. You know, because I know what love feels like. I know what loving myself feels like. I know what respecting myself feels like because I do that every day. I know what accepting myself feels like. And I'm looking for that from a partner because I feel... Feels from, great. Yeah, because most of the time what I, what I experience is someone trying to basically put me into a box that they have already, you know, oh, uh, and this is one of the things when we talk about the one mm -hmm. is, 
Like, are you competing with this fictional character that someone has created mm -hmm. instead of the reality of I'm showing up caring about you, I'm actually interested in you, and that's not good enough because you have an idea of what I should be instead of the reality of who I am. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, yes, I do believe at one point I found the one. I Right now, I feel like I have found that in myself. Um, and I'm... I do believe that at some point, someone doing that on that similar journey yeah. is mm -hmm. where we're going. Are we going in the same way? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, again, there was something I was watching this older woman. She was like in her 50s. And she said, I'm at a point now where it doesn't matter if someone is going by train or by plane. But it's a question are we do we have the same destination? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how you get there. But if I'm going to Santa Fe, are you going to Santa Fe too? Because <laughs> that's where we're going to meet. <laughs> and I think for me, that's what I'm looking for. Are we going to the same destination? Do we have the same, like Lay said, do we have the same values in life? Like, that's what I want out of a partner. I don't need you to, like, you know, career, ambition, all that stuff. I mean, nice body. Those people have normally been very shallow. They don't care about me. Like, I want someone who says, oh, I'm interested in getting to know you. Maurice, I'm getting it. Like, you, you have your uh, issues, idiosyncrasies, you know, you get on my nerves, mm -hmm. but I value the totality of who you are. So. Mm, that's, that, I, mm, you said a mouthful. I and I was to go. <laughs> <laughs> Relationships stuff was so complex. So, like, well, you've been with someone for twenty five. Right, you gotta do it. Yeah, but, but you know, but you know what I what I realized through that is it. I keep hearing y'all say love and all this kind of stuff. Do you like a person enough to let the person be who they are, grow into who they're going to be? You have to meet them where and they are. Like, that's just it. When you get into a relationship, I guess now I understand why. Because you, you're you meeting a, a, a representative. Mm -hmm. And by the time you meet the real motherfucker, <laughs> you don't well, like yeah. them. Or you can't. And you don't want to. Yeah. You can't question, do that. But the, the question is, you said, you know, talking about love. I think love is... Is that reality? You do that because mm -hmm. you love it. That's different from liking someone. Yeah, it is. Would you rather like someone or love someone? Because the 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 bottom line is love can be can be unconditional. Let me just give you a little uh background though on me and love. I don't think that love is a condition or state that you can be in with someone that is not bonded to you. Therefore, I'm only believing that true love comes from your mother, potentially your father, but mostly your mother, right? Mother to child. Mm -hmm. That's how I see love, that condition. Now, there is a sense of love. You uh, uh, said earlier about feeling love. You feel love. You know what love feels like. There's a sense of love. You can have that. That's individual. But 
Would you rather like someone or would you love rather love someone? Because love can be unconditional. That means if someone's on crack and you love them, you don't have a choice, right? But you cannot like that someone's on crack and distance yourself from that situation, right? Have the choice to like someone. It makes things last longer. Well, That's I was, how I see it. I, I, I hear you. I would say for me. I like a person. It lasts longer than loving them. Love, I think that, that to me, there's a difference. From what you're talking about, that parental love. And I think sometimes we are still trying to find the love that we have from our parents, which is different from a love that you have with an adult. When you're, you're yeah, those because when you, well, no, just in the way that's practical, so for example, your good parents or just many parents try to protect their children from the struggles that they have, from maybe the fights that they have, the, the sense of lack. Maybe they're working three jobs and they don't know the bills are going to be paid. They, many parents will protect the children from that sense of fear and, you know, like, oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know when the light's going to be. They'll, they'll do that with their partner because that's what your partner should know about those your insecurities and the fears and, and all those stresses. But you try to protect your child from that. Adult relationships, my partner needs to know that. They're in the trenches with me with, you know, the bills not being due, the, the job losses and all those stresses. I need someone that can actually hold that load with me, not someone I, I'm trying to protect from it. And I think at the end of the day, the, that shift from Ooh. wanting your parental type love that you got from your parents and an adult type love is what keeps many people from actually having good relationships because it's different. But the Bible says that that is the only true love because there's a chemical love response when you come out of your mama's twat. That's the, that's the love. <laughs> You don't get that bond with the motherfucker you trying to pay bills with. But okay. That's either you like him or you don't. Okay, Giselle, go ahead. What do you want what do you want to say here? So um since you brought up parental love, mm -hmm. um, as an adult, my my love with my parents looks different. Yes, as a child, they protected me, they shielded me from all of those things. But in any relationship, that has to level up. That has to grow. And my parents, the relationship between me and my parents leveled up when I took them off of that pedestal of being parents and seeing them in this superhuman form of being parent and looked at them for the humans that they were. Um, and that's when my relationship with my parents leveled up. In any kind of relationship, it has to level up. It has to be beyond this superhuman idea that you have and you're putting and casting onto this person. That your parents can do everything. That they can do everything. Exactly. And, and I was going to bring up this one quote that's shaped the way that I see love. It's from this, I don't even remember where I read it, but um, the person's name is Thomas Merton. And it says, the beginning of love is the will to let those we love be perfectly themselves. The resolution not to twist them to fit our own image. If in loving them, we do not love what they are, but only their potential likeness to ourselves, then we do not love them. We only love the reflection of ourselves we find in them. So that struck a chord with me that I have to shift and think about who that person is 
not the idea that I'm casting onto them. Love that. And I, because I, I, to me, that is the issue that I've seen in my dating relationships. People are so self-absorbed and they want you, again, that picture that they have, like, it's like, I'm not going to be you. I don't have your experiences. I have lived my own life. I come, you know, with my own idea of, oh, this is the right way to uh, tip a person, or this is the right way to end the day, or, you know, you should have sex after the third. I have my own beliefs. And so it's that, that conversation and trying to understand each other where you determine, oh, can we actually make this work? Because some people's going to be completely different. The 80-20 rule. Some people, it's not going to be even 20. It's going to be like 10. And you have to figure that out. But that comes, you know, that comes from a place of protection. People put up those walls and those boundaries and those, I'm looking for a person that is like this and the checklist. A lot of those things come from uh, a place of protection. But exactly. So you can't find anybody if you're just, you know, cutting people off all the I time. Agree. I would I agree. say... I would say walls, well, but not necessarily boundaries, because we have to remember the place of boundaries is for us, not necessarily the other person. Mm-hmm. And it is how we are supposed to be dictating ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we can, you know, politely tell them, but we also can sit up there and be like, is this a non-negotiable? Like, I can't sit up here and be around this person because I cannot tolerate this, period. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for me, disrespect, I can't tolerate it. So if this person is constantly being disrespectful to me, I'll, I'll just be like, you know what? I hope you have a wonderful day and politely leave the door because I can't Mm -hmm. or I'm just going to look at them real quickly and then just keep walking (laughs) because that's where I have a boundary around it for myself. So I think walls, definitely. I would definitely say we come up with walls. We come up with the layers because of protecting. But like when you also take a moment to strip back those walls, when you take a moment to actually allow yourself to be visible and to be seen by that person. Then you're being like, now you're being your authentic self and they can take it or leave it. But do we have boundaries around our authentic self? I think that's the biggest question. Like, okay, so what if they make fun of our, they make fun of this piece. I love myself too much to continue to be around it. You don't want it? Fine. I, I, I can move, I love, yeah. I can I move on see. that way. But I think like going back to the 80, one of the people is to let people see me for me. In this season, let them see that I am silly. I am a goofball. I have a lot of knowledge and I have a lot of things that I think through. And I process still on a consistent basis and allow that part of me to be seen. But at the same time, okay, you make fun of it? Bye. Because I spent too many years using coping mechanisms that became a detriment to me in adult life. And I love myself too damn much to keep going through the same cycle and it's hurting me and costing me way too much. People pleasing, for example, costed me 15 to $20,000, like physical money, not, not even dealing with the level of emotional, mental and physical detriment that all costed me because of lack of boundaries because of everything else. And now getting to this space, I love me too much to give a damn if you don't like something about me or you don't, I'm gonna move on and let you keep living your life and be grateful for that and be like, hey, I enjoyed our experience, but I can't continue this with you. I 
feel like that is like a huge aspect of happiness in life that everyone really needs to learn as they age is that you know when we're kids when when someone says something about us like middle school you think back to what they said to you and how you responded now it's like wow i would have probably just laughed that off and told them like have a great life you know nowadays but it really affected me back then and i think that as as you want to be happy and find someone else, you just really have to like accept those things that maybe people pointed out about you that you like. You have to learn to love yourself. So even if you don't like those things, learn to like them enough that you appreciate that aspect of yourself that you are able to, like you say, say, no, you know, I'm, I'm not willing to put up with like this certain type of comment because this is me, you know, this, this is what I like to do. This is, how I act, and there's nothing that I'm going to change about that because that's just, you know, myself, and I need someone that values that. So I really love that you brought that up and the fact that, you know, you may find someone with a lot of right qualities, but if they're not accepting of who you are as when it comes down to the, to simplifying things, like the simple things about you, it's just not going to work out. And it's, it's better to go ahead and and acknowledge that as the individual knowing that about you and saying, hey, that's okay, have a great life, then continue on and let that build into a snowball. Because um, I've had I've had that experience personally, allowing it to build into a snowball. And once you get to that point where you're ready to go, hey, you know, this isn't for me, it's so much more hard than it is in the beginning where it's like, hey, we don't even have really much strings attached. We don't really know each other that well. Like, I'm going to go ahead and nip this in, nip this in the bud. And I think that that's important as you get older. And it will it helps protect yourself as well. Yeah. And to go back to your earlier you question about finding, uh, I think about with the the one, is it the find or you're searching? Do you, the, I think it's just you end up coming together when it's the, mm-hmm. you come together. And because my better ones, came together, I wasn't searching, I wasn't seeking. And it was just like, okay, values match, other things aligned. And we're both in a place of take off the mask. Don't come with the mask, take it off. Let me see and be real about, are you going to show up the way that you're showing up? Or is it a, or is it a front? If it's a front, stop doing it. Yeah, I've been in both situations. Like I grew up with someone, like my son, we met one. We would have been 25 years if that were if we had stayed together. But like we met young and could not grow together. Like the direction, especially once I became a mother, everything changed for me. And I think becoming a father is a different experience. I know it is because everything didn't necessarily change for him. So I think that as we grew, we just couldn't find a way to grow together. But I've also had a situation where. I searched for I kind of looked for it, opened myself up to some stuff and then found a hot mess. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so it's like it's like Ding. <laughs> I want to believe in someone that is out there for me that is going to come to me when I'm ready. I almost feel like when I'm ready. It's not even and when and when he's ready, when they're ready, like we're gonna come together when we're supposed to. I, I 100% believe that. My belief in that and why I think that's true is because of how I live my life and the experiences that I've had. And I don't necessarily 
in the other's relationships, I watch and I learn and I see. And my friends will tell you, like, I'm never really on their side. Like, I'm always like, you know what? Think about this in this perspective. Think about it this way. Because in my mind, you have to be open. You have to, I agree with T 100%. You have to like this person enough to want to see them grow, to want to see them trip up, make mistakes. It might hurt you, but where's your boundary? If your boundary is, okay, you know what? We're not doing this. Let's say y'all have an open relationship and he he has too many feelings and says, you know, he or she, I, I kind of fell in love. Is that a boundary for you? Can you share can you share that? You know, so you just have to have up your boundaries, but I agree, don't put up walls because those are impossible to put down. But I think your boundaries should not move. They should mm-hmm. be unmoving. That that should never change. But walls, yeah, they can come down. Well, I, I mean, I agree to agree with that to an extent. I would say, I'd be losing. I'd be losing. Like, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'd be losing. <laughs> I'd be losing the the points of. It's just a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to keep up. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I was gonna say is, I definitely agree with that to an extent. I think, you know, your boundaries, just like yourself, they can grow and evolve. But going back to that emotional, like, investment piece, like, if I found a fixer upper, could, if I had a million dollars, I could fix it up. But, you know, I may not have those emotional resources. When I think about the relationship that I left, that was really, really hard, the person that I am now would have taken a different approach to Okay, and that's because I've grown and I grew because I left that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, you know, again, that self reflection, self awareness, maybe learning to love yourself and forgive yourself for the choices that you make. Mm-hmm. Like, that to me is really what I am looking for in a partner is someone who says, I put up barriers against love. And so I'm trying to remove the barriers and give you the opportunity to see you for who you are. Uh, I just feel like most people are not trying to do that. Why why you give me that look? I don't want to be that open. I'm sorry. I don't want to fix you. I'm not asking you to fix me. I'm asking you to see me. But no, what you say, that's different. But what if it's. I don't want to do that. Okay, what if the open that. the openness of seeing what they seeing where they are, yeah. where they are, it's not saying that the work is on you and it's your responsibility to fix them. It's just saying, do you see me where I am? And do you accept that in this moment, this is where I am, and are you willing to grow with me as I'm going as I am putting in the work to go through? So much but y'all keep saying y'all leaving. Growing, what? Y'all keep saying uh the person I was in this relationship, like that doesn't that doesn't seem to me like you're saying you're growing in the relationship. Well, that's like, no. y'all keep saying that the person I was in this relationship, like how many people are you? You just one person. So why you keep saying the person I was in? That moment is gone because I'm no longer at that moment. The priorities that I had at 21 years old versus 26 years old, while that may not seem big, in my mind, it certainly is. That Those priorities I may have had for relationships 
and what I valued had not matured to the point it has now. I am still maturing as I go through life, and everyone is, but I think that is even more amplified when you are not someone who has gone through maybe, you know, 25, 33% of your life, you've gone through 25% max. And so you have, everyone utilizes that first 25 to 30% of their life to grow and to see what is worthwhile to them. And there may be some things that happen after those, those time periods, but that's when you really find yourself. You don't really know who you are when you're in high school. You halfway know who you are in college. But you, you find that self once you get into the real world, once everything hits you, right? Paying all the bills. You may have someone to care for. You may be growing your career for the very first time. And up until that point, you were a student. And all of what was expected to you, of you was to make good grades. And so life has a way of awakening you and making you realize, okay, some of those things you may have thought were real important to have and so on five years ago, they aren't. They really aren't. And so I think that what people are getting at is, you know, you will find people that are on a stage of growth and you will be needing to grow with them. But you have to recognize that, I guess, for a lot of individuals in this room, that growth period is either just now ending or it's still going. And so finding yourself and what you need is a journey. It's not like you just wake up one day and you know, right? But it doesn't make you a different person. You're still yeah. the same person. That is I would say your experience in okay. life okay. changed the Yeah. yeah. So we we got just two minutes left. I just want to make certain you're aware. I saw Tiffany, if you wanted to share, you can see that. I just want to make um, just basically one small comment. One of the biggest lessons that I learned out of my years on this earth and that I value the most is, well, two. One, I never allow anybody to disrupt my peace. I don't care who you are, what you are to me. I don't allow anybody to disrupt my peace. Secondly, whatever room that I walk into, I show up as my authentic self. Either you're gonna love me or you're gonna hate me. There's no in-between. But that's like one of, those are the two biggest lessons that I've learned from myself to myself and I will always keep with me and I would never allow anybody to change that about me. You're not going to disrupt my peace, nor am I going to come in to any setting or any room as someone that I'm not. Uh, you can't because you mm -hmm. are who you are. Okay. So, with no, and you can and things priorities was important to you. Change that doesn't that mean that you are not who you are. Okay, we are going to yes, we appreciate all the, the lively discussion, but we're gonna come back after the break and then Tay and I are going to wrap up. Okay, unpackers, that is the end of our session. Thank you so much for joining us and listening. And remember, whether you think there is one person out there for you, or if you think you have to do the work, or if you think both, like I think, um, just do what's best for you. And always, like Kika said, that's a beautiful statement. Don't let anybody interrupt your peace. Yeah. So if that person is for you or not, make sure that they're a part of your peace and not an interruption. Yeah, again, I want to thank all of you for um, all of our guests here that came up for a brunch. And then you all that are listening, I think one thing that I would like to share um, 
related to something that Jeff was talking about is, you know, it is important that we are healing. And I think a lot of times uh, healing from this particular statement is the idea that you're looking for perfection and trying to be the best version of yourself. But healing is really a loving the worst version of yourself, embracing that version, giving that person comfort. And the more we do that, the more we can do that for partners. And I'm, I'm from my perspective, that will help us find one. Okay, so again, uh, that is the end of our season. Season two, we want to thank you all for listening. We appreciate you all. And we will see you back in a few weeks uh, for season three. Bye. Bye. <laughs>